Steve Kornacki is back at the big board after a big night for the Democrats, Steve. The question is, if you're looking over the map as the head of the party, where do they go from here? That is the question. Can you roll this into something bigger? Obviously, Democrats, they needed the moral victory. They need to put something on the board. But what about 2018? What about trying to get back control of the House of Representatives? And that's where I think some of the results we saw tonight might be significant. We talked about this earlier. I said revenge of the suburbs. You had these areas up here, D.C. suburbs, densely populated. A quarter of the state's population is up here. These are places that did not go for Donald Trump at all last year. They stayed very much against him. You saw extreme. Extremely high motivation, very high turnout here, even worse margins against the Republicans. Basically, voters here who already didn't like Trump, they decided to attach Trump to every Republican. And that meant Ed Gillespie. And that meant Ed Gillespie really losing the election here in these counties. Something else, though, is happening in, in Virginia because of this. It, coming into tonight, the margin in the House of Delegates, the state legislature, it was 66 for the Republicans. It was 30 for the Democrats, but because of this wave, especially up here, so many of these districts, 100 districts of the state, so many of them are up here in these suburbs because of this wave, the size of this Democratic wave. Right now, as, as of this moment, Democrats have won at least 13 of those Republican-held seats. They lead in two others. They are in striking distance uh, in, excuse me, th three others, and they are in striking distance of three others. They could get control of the state of the uh, state house of delegates because of this wave and the implications for 2018 you know look if you get the same dynamic that's the the house of delegates there if you get that same dynamic though think about nationally that's what democrats want to do a, a suburban wave next year You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. What's up, everybody? Brandon here. I just wanted to jump in ahead of the episode a little bit for um, a couple of reasons. One is a, kind of an explanation for why episodes 32 and 33 were late. Um, as we've explained over the last couple of months, well, about a month and a half now, um, our schedules have been really busy over that period of time. Mitch is in college, whatnot. I was in the middle of a move. My family and I moved across town, so... You know, I had some some utilities off, if you call if you call cable and internet a utility. And with our busy schedules, Mitch and I have been shooting these episodes um, over the phone and and kind of doing our own thing, file sharing to kind of, and then I piece them together. Well, I had the internet off, so with that, you really have no access to anything. There was really nothing I could do about it. So that's kind of why episode thirty two and thirty three are coming out so rapidly. Um, also. Episode 34, we're, we're planning on shooting this week. Right now it's Thursday, November 16th. And uh, so we're getting ready to shoot episode 34. We're really excited about that one. That one will be out next week on iTunes and Google Play as, uh, as per usual. 
Um, but yeah, we've got a big show planned, a lot of topics. We're going to try to squeeze in a lot more than we normally do and, uh, maybe a couple of surprises along the way. So definitely check out that one. Episode 34, um, we'll cover some of the things that we don't get to cover in this episode. This one was weird as a result of kind of the scheduling and the amount of time that I had access to the internet before we got done shooting this, um, this one's a little bit weird. We actually sometimes Mitch and I like to like to go all memento with the show and record it out of order. So what we did um, last week was we recorded the rest of the week first, or so we thought, and then the the aforementioned uh, the issues came into play, and we didn't re- record the rest of the show. So there's definitely a lot that we left out of this show. Um, we had planned on a uh, segment on taxes. We had planned on mass shootings. We had planned on some other things that we were going to try try to do, and we never we never were able to get that in. So um, you can look for those topics in episode thirty four, as well as a whole bunch more. And um, so yeah, this one's going to feel a little weird to you. This is this is pretty much just a rest of the week segment. Um, I feel like so. so Somehow, though, we, we were still able to pull off like an extremely long amount of time for some dumbass stories. So here's kind of a thrown together roundabout episode 33. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely anticipate the next one. I, I'm, I'm looking for some I'm looking for that one to be a fun one. So anyway, I think with all of that, that's enough rambling for me. Tonight, the web of lies, half-truths, and memory failure involving Russia and the Trump campaign is growing larger. The latest thread, Carter Page, and the disclosure of his congressional testimony about a trip to Moscow to give a speech during the campaign. Page told me he never talked about the campaign with anyone in the Kremlin on the trip. Did you meet with anybody in the Kremlin and discuss the presidential race? Not one word. Not one word. And he said much the same to George Stephanopoulos. I said hello briefly to uh, one individual who is a board member of the, of the new economic school where I gave my speech. But Page, under oath, has now admitted that one individual was, in fact, the Russian deputy prime minister, Arkady Dvorkovich, and that Page later wrote emails to campaign officials about the meeting, promising incredible insights and outreach from senior members of the presidential administration in Moscow. Those accounts are directly contradictory, uh, so you have to conclude that what he was saying publicly simply wasn't true. The president has denied again and again anyone in his campaign had contact with the Russian government. No, not, uh, nobody that I know of. So you're not aware of any contacts look, during look, the course look. of the election? How many times do I have to answer this question? But Page testified he was in direct contact with at least four senior officials of the Trump campaign either before or after the Moscow trip. Then Senator Jeff Sessions and campaign aides Corey Lewandowski, J.D. Gordon, and Hope Hicks, now the White House Communications Director, traveling with the President this week, seen here at the state dinner in Japan. Seriously? Seriously, is your horn stuck? Is your brain stuck? Is your fucking horn stuck, smartass? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Let me see your driver's license. This is fucked up. Good, let me see your driver's license. I will. For what? Let Honking? me see your driver's For license. For what? 
For what? I'll tell you what, you're gonna either show me your driver's license or you're gonna wind up getting a ticket, I'll tow your car and lock it. For you. what? Let me see your driver's license. For what? You're being stopped for a traffic violation. For honking at someone who's sitting at a green light? Fucking ridiculous. Sorry, what you just said? I said this is fucking ridiculous. Well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> you're sitting at a green light, I have to go back to work. Really? Yeah, really. I hope you're not in a hurry because you're gonna be delayed for a little while. Fucking jack off. Cool. What a fucking dick. I just said you pulled a little prank on uh, our vice president, Mike Pence, is that right? Oh, I did. You wanna tell us what that was all about? This is when a lot of hate mail comes my way. I apologize if I'm offending anybody. Um, I, it's not so much a prank as much as I disagreed with some of the stuff that Pence was doing and was trying to do. And so as a reminder that um, there are women out there in the world that may or may not agree with his um, platform, I put him on a list of reoccurring um, uh, donations that are made in his name to Planned Parenthood. And so there's a monthly... Um, this is, happens every month? Every month to his office, he gets a little letter that says like a don anonymous donation has been made in your name. All right, getting into the rest of the week. So there's quite a few things that we kind of wanted to touch on here, but we kind of picked uh, the biggest ones. Obviously, I say that a lot. <laughs> we <laughs> both is, do. It being Wednesday, yeah, because <laughs> it's obvious to us. It being Wednesday, there was an election yesterday uh, for a couple places around. Uh, there was a lot of local type of uh, elections going on. I didn't even get a voter's card, so I had no idea it was even happening. I figured, you know, everything was all, you know, good and I don't vote. Here. The world's Apparently gone to hell. I don't vote anymore, so. <laughs> well, there was a few measures that were in St. Louis, uh, which we could also kind of bring up because uh, police and firefighters got a raise through sales yeah. tax. I think it's like a 50, for 50 cent sales tax increase or something like that. Uh, which I would have voted against, but apparently it won by a pretty pretty hefty margin. But the big news that everyone's talking about on the news and all that is the Democrats trouncing everyone, um, which they kind of did and they kind of didn't. So we'll break it down to what actually occurred. And it is a big deal, though, for the Democrats. This is the first time that they've picked up some any sort of they also wins, They uh, also a, passed some legislation, but we can get into that after the... Um, like local not yeah not, the, right. right exactly so the biggest um the biggest one was the governorship of virginia um now forgive me if i don't remember the who the you know governor was for virginia this whole time <laughs> but <laughs> i don't remember uh, I'm assuming it was a Republican because now it has switched over to a Democrat by the name of Nortum. Uh, won pretty pretty handedly uh, by about 8%, 53.9 to 45. Um, so if you look at the actual county <laughs> map, obviously, like, like most of the time, all of it is red except for uh, Chesapeake and Admiral. So the cities. Fairfax, um, you know, the places they need to, to win here, Greensville. Everything else pretty much went red, but that don't matter. So governor switches over, and they get their first 
Democratic Don't you win. Wish you could in, have an electoral college on a local state level too. No, I think that that makes perfect sense to do it on a uh, on a a state statewide way i just don't think it, nationwide the 50 states is just too big it doesn't make any sense this state is fine and especially when it comes to counties even more fine that it seems to work better so they pick up a it, i wouldn't say that virginia is a republican stronghold it's definitely kind of switched uh you know it's slowly been going more and more democratic and now that you know they did vote that they did won. vote for hillary in 2016 if i'm not mistaken um I think you're right. Yeah, I think they did vote for Hillary. So, you know, that it's not like it was unexpected. The media is kind of framing think, like though, it was. Like they more, keep saying, I, like, huge. Yeah, I think, though, where the media gets more excited is, like, the. I think the margin was unexpected. Democrats well, are winning. no, I think the margin was unexpected. <laughs> I think that 53 yeah. to 45, like, that, that's a big divide. That is, and I think that's where, I think calling it a referendum, like a lot of them are, is a, a big overstep. Um, I don't. Th- yeah, a little bit. I, it's a big deal, but it's not. Right. You know, oh, everything's yeah, changed when now. When Congress changes, that's a referendum. When local, yeah. you know, it, it it definitely helps their cause, and it is a statement. And I think where they're looking at this as a statement is that it's in that margin, um, because you have. I think what it represents is the Democrats yeah. actually showed up. They showed up in a in an election that wasn't a presidential election and kind of overwhelmingly. So right. um so it's an interesting Yeah, uh Hillary Clinton did win. She did win Virginia. Right. So yeah. She did, but I don't believe it was by a ton, was it? Um I I could get into the exact numbers here if we really wanted to get into it. Um but it would take me a second to you know, to pull it up well, here. Well, we can save it. We can save it for another time. But I yeah. mean, and then New Jersey, the governor, um, the Democratic candidate for governor won in New Jersey as well. Um, and yep. I believe. Which was obviously, obviously that means that Chris Christie has already gone away. Now, he wasn't the, the Republican run. Right. Uh, there was another. And again, it, this was about, this was a little bit more, uh, this was about a 13% uh difference here uh that they that murphy won by uh and again when you look at the county map there's not a whole lot (laughs) to new jersey it's very fucking small so you know mercer county middlesex county union county you know the only ones that went republican were ocean monmouth warren right (laughs) like not not a lot so there's that and then i know everyone was freaking out about um Mayor de Blasio won in New York City. Fucking well, duh. Yeah, that one that one to me is like <laughs> duh. Yeah. Like, oh. Um Yeah, seriously. New York City is the only one that went for the Republican, which was uh by by a pretty actually by a pretty big margin here, was Staten Island. Staten Island went seventy percent to Melitonkis or Miliatonkis, however you say that. Um, but the rest, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Bronx, all de Blasio. Right. And that's it. <laughs> that's all of New York City. And in Maine, um, the, they passed Medicaid expansion under Obamacare. So that's an, and then the governor said he wouldn't enforce it. <laughs> did he say that today? He did. He said that it would absolutely decimate their budget and he will not do it unless they 
can negotiate can, on it. Can he do that? Man. If the because the thing because it was voted on, it was put I, on the ballot this time. Like yeah, but I mean, like it really like California did the same thing whenever they were voted like whenever they had the option to vote to expand it they said no because it would instantly double the deficit and it, i mean it costs a lot of fucking money it just does so i don't know if he's even allowed to do it if it's gonna bankrupt maine i don't know if he can do it even if they voted for it or right. not and i guess um, yeah you know I, mean? and I guess there should be some somewhat of a limit on what you can vote for like if indiana decide to vote I want free money. Well, if Indiana <laughs> votes to uh, blow up Idaho for some reason, um, <laughs> like, hey, guys, we really don't like them. Hey, fuck those guys. Uh, their potatoes <laughs> suck. They gave us a bad batch. and That's right. I like red potatoes. Right. Fuck them. So, you know, the governor should probably be like, whoa, 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 guys. We should check the water. We might have a Flint situation going on here or something. Um, right. Is it too soon for a Flint water You joke? do sort of need money. <laughs> no. Just never. Well, mm. it, I don't know. We'll let the audience decide that one. It's 2017. It's too early for any <laughs> joke. Comedy's dead. Um, Comedy has died. Yeah. but So we'll see what ends up happening with that, because I know that he got a lot of pushback when he came out and was like, dude, we can't do this. And, you know, they do that in uh, for Brexit also. They were like, yeah, totally. We'll let you vote. And then when they did, they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> how can we get out of this they didn't end up doing it although they continuously flirt with it they keep Theresa may will come out and be like yeah, i don't know <laughs> and then they'll be like no you you need to right. do it like we've yeah for i it. don't know i i think so, the margins are what the media is excited about i think that they they shouldn't i think that they should they take completely a step ignored utah for a second um yeah like, i don't think like utah wasn't even on it like I, i'm reading this from cnn so they did report on it but Utah picked up the um and was it Chaffetz? I think it, I think it was um Representative Chaffetz who had stepped down, yeah. which was a Republican. And uh, yeah, he's already working for Fox News, which is ridiculous and awesome. That fucking yep. should. I don't like that guy. <laughs> but, especially if you'd watched House of Cards, like he reminded me of a uh, House member that was on that it was just totally overzealous and rapey get, gets his ass handed to him no that was the uh kevin spacey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> god damn man everybody everybody in hollywood hollywood's a gross place they're raping everybody up in there it's <laughs> yeah. way yeah that's it there's gonna be more to come i'm, I'm sure, sure there, will, there be. will be too um yeah but basically this guy curtis uh ended up winning by a huge margin i mean salt lake or utah uh, for that district is only a couple, Utah County, Emory County, Carbon County, San Juan, and Grand. That's it. And Grand went Democratic, barely. <laughs> this Curtis guy got 57.6% uh, of the vote to 27.1. So easy win. To me, that's the one that's most consequential, sort of, because it's going to Congress, and uh, you know we've talked at length on how Congress really runs the country. Nothing can actually really happen of any sort of substance unless it goes yeah, to Congress. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that know. Virginia got to. I think to... you can look at it both ways. I think yes, by your reasoning, then yeah, that's the most consequential because it is on a well for the for the nation. Right, it's on a federal level, but I do think that if the 13% and the 7 or 8% margin continues to trend that way. 
um, then that is the most consequential thing to take away from this. Because if Democrats actually are pissed off enough at Trump, which is what we said from the beginning, the way that like them Democrats getting pissed and hashtag not my president and all all of that shit um, doesn't do anything. But if they actually first of all, Democrats, I've been meaning to say this for a couple of weeks, but like, who is your leader? What What is your platform? What is <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> what is happening? Because it's been a year since today. It's been a year since the election. And I've yet to. It's Bernie I've Sanders. To, Bernie Sanders. No way. Is, is the that, de facto leader. That's ridiculous. Yes. Um, no, it's the way it is, man. I, trust me, I see it on online. I see it with... Uh, what's their message? All the their message and... right now is resist, and I have a huge problem with that. Re- no, their message is Medicare for all, universal health care for all, um, education for all. That's If I was to boil... And, and fuck everyone who's rich. If I was to boil down their message... That's the main thing. That's what he's posting every day. That's what the other lackeys are posting every day. I don't think that Bernie Sanders is the leader, though. And here's why. Because they're right now, you remember, we've been talking, you and I have been talking for years about the fracturing of the Republican Party. You've said it here a thousand times, um, and we see it. There's like five factions of the Republican Party. And I think that the Democratic Party is splintering in a similar fashion. I think that the Democrats mm-hmm. are because if I was going to I w- I absolutely would call myself an independent but if I was going to vote and I had those two choices I would obviously lean to the Democrat in a lot of cases. Oh, you're going to pick Bernie no, this I'm time? No, not. Um, <laughs> I still don't like Bernie and I never liked Bernie and that that's always been a consistent thing because I think I think yeah. Bernie well, I certainly don't like Bernie is, now. I think Bernie has too liberal of an agenda, but I do think He's a liar. I do think that for there to be a leader of the Democratic Party, um, you need to be able to bring those factions together in the way that like yeah, Barack Obama not, well, did. Um, I think that I think that go ahead. I, I really do think that uh, Bernie is the guy to do that. Um, now, he's lost people like me. And there was a lot more. Again, they constantly were, were just putting especially who i was and how i identified originally with bernie more so than trump then got fucked over by the dnc in the clinton camp and they were like well whatever you guys don't matter just push them aside there's not as many they constantly were saying there weren't as many of us i still think that there are so they've lost us we're not coming back i see people like me posting constantly on bernie stuff being like dude you're a chode you (laughs) you basically run against everything that you stood for you're just being completely mums the word with this whole uh, DNC thing. It went against you. Uh, didn't seem to care because as long as we beat Trump. And especially with the tax thing, we're going to, you know, obviously we've already covered the tax thing, you know, ad nauseum. But still, he's been putting out a bunch of misinformation about the tax uh, plan and all that, which irritates me from a leadership standpoint because he should. Bernie Sanders if he really wanted to help people. He, he should the be. The only good thing about Bernie Sanders is Larry David. Let's be real, right? Um, <laughs> I heard he got an uh, accusation on him too, so look out. I don't about know. what? Uh, he made some joke yeah, or something. Yeah, no, that was on. And now people everyone's were all upset with him. Flipping out on because he hosted SNL and he made some Holocaust jokes, and people are all freaking out about it. And like, uh, it was funny because I was listening to somebody talk about it today, and 
one of the people on the show was like, well, did he did he make an apology for it? And the co-host was like, no. Like, why would Larry David apologize for a joke? A, he's a Jewish, a famous <laughs> Jewish guy and who can make jokes about the Holocaust. And B, he's Larry David. He does not give a shit if people are mad at him like i don't know if you've seen the new episode or the new right. season of curb your enthusiasm but the entire thing is that the whole premise of the season is that the ayatollah has ordered a hit on larry david for doing a musical mm. called fatwa oh. um so <laughs> you know that's larry david doesn't give a shit oh, fatwa. but and to me that's that's a big part that story actually is a big part of the reason why i think that in 2017 comedy is dead because people are looking to be offended and we say it all the time we talk about it all the time but people don't laugh right. anymore people are people are well they, they look to make sure no one's offended first they're like oh right okay what do i do yeah you, right? you can't have a civil conversation on the internet um, because people want because people want to fight you and want to prove that they're right, and it's just like, dude, shut up! Look at this. I feel like most people don't just want to insult. I you. think so like, too. Most yeah. people that I've end up talked like over the weekend, I had a very big conversation with NPR listeners, and it was over Trump and things like that. And I think at one point there was over four hundred comments, and about three hundred and fifty of them were just calling me a race traitor and everything <laughs> else, everything terrible they could think of. But I good handful of people really wanted to talk and they weren't doing anything and they wanted to hear where I was coming from and they did and most of them at the end said hey you didn't change my mind so but I get where you're coming from and all of that so there is a little bit of you know we're getting it through some other divide it's just the problem is people want to keep screaming yeah. at each other yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> I mean we had we were yeah they really want to listen we were, to yell had at the you. same we had the same thing uh and and I to me I, and especially when people get heated, the set, first of all, whenever you start, I'm whenever you start out <laughs> by saying you're an idiot, here's my point. Like I'm not going to take you seriously in the conversation. Yeah, my brain has already flipped you off. I'm just waiting to say fuck you. Right. When you're done so now my <laughs> like I just turn into like, hey, look at this, look at this gif. I like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna right. talk to you anymore because you're dumb. So I'll talk to the rational people in this conversation. But yeah, I just I click that off. Um, but it's it's amazing how people still keep going. <laughs> like they still you oh, know yeah. they don't stop. So it's like whatever. Um, yeah. So going back to just sum up the election thing because we're running a little long on this segment or on this section of it. Um, to me, this is exactly what. Uh, republicanism looks like and by that i mean that losing elections to, to make up their own fucking mind <laughs> <laughs> no hey virginia wants to be more conservative and that's the way they want to go more power to you 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 guys you get it good job you figured it out what you want and you went for it perfectly fine with that and again same thing with utah you want to send a conservative to the house of representatives okay wonderful so do i think it's any sort of referendum on trump no, no. No, I don't. Um, do I think that it's consequential? Sort of. I mean, they definitely will. Governors do come into the equation quite a bit. Um, not as much as the House when it comes to right. federal. But I'm glad that Virginia's figuring out who they, the, the state's changing. It's going from conservative to liberal, or at least the cities are. And there's quite a few more 
but not even there's only three major cities really and there's at least nine or ten counties there that are deeply blue mm-hmm. so it's, it's clearly they're changing and some of them are even a little bit more west uh like montgomery county so they're figuring out what they want to do and again to me that's that's what we're about we're about letting the states have more rights over their own governance and then you know trying to keep uh the federal powers at bay which obviously i think it should be the way it should be because the federal government can't do shit <laughs> so <laughs> i don't like yeah, that they yeah, have yeah. so much power because they squander right, it so let's yeah. switch gears for a second and go into um what you want to talk about the most we made it almost the whole episode without talking about the russian investigation but it's back um so i guess don't worry everyone waiting for us to talk about the dnc or any other democrats because we're not talking about (laughs) that we're going to talk about color page we have four seconds into the segment before the first deflection this is going to be awesome um so I guess Carter. Right. If we just never talk about it, it'll still be a, a reflection. Do you Don't have worry. Do you have an article pulled? I okay. Yeah, I do. Um, neither of us have heard this article yet, so we're going to be reading these. It says there's five key takeaways, so we're going to be reading this for the first right. time. In what real I do time know, and what I do our... know is that the that Carter Page um, testified with the House committee, whatever committee. Um, and yeah. and said that the House Intelligence he had met Committee with Russian officials in 2016 and emailed um, the. Let me get into this now. I got <laughs> All it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go so ahead. five ta- five key takeaways. Number one: Carter Page traveled to Moscow in July with knowledge of key Trump campaign officials, including Jeff Sessions. It says Page testified that he met Russian Deputy Prime Minister. Um, I'm not going to say the name. Artie Darkey. That's what I'm going to say. Artie Darkers. Artie, <laughs> Artie Darkish on a July 2016 trip to give a speech in Moscow. Page emailed Trump's campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, National Security Advisor Committee De- Director J.D. Gordon, and campaign spokeswoman Hope Hicks about the trip. Campaign co-chair Sam Clovis was also aware of the trip, Page said. Shortly before he left the country, Page was told, uh, said he told then-Senator Jeff Sessions about the trip in passing. Lewandowski replied that it would be a fine to make the trip in his personal capacity, Page testified. In fact, Page, who initially denied having contacts with Russians at the time, told the committee that he alerted many of these campaign aides because he wanted to be, quote, unquote, Super careful, given that there was some concern I don't know if about. You've seen, I just want to be super I don't know careful, if you've guys. Seen those interviews with him on any of the shows? He was on Anderson Cooper a lot, uh, like several months oh, ago. God. But like when you say super careful, I see it. That if you have never seen Carter Page, please I picture just a baby like throwing his hands up. P- I was super picture careful. Picture a thumb <laughs> with a. With a nose and eyes and a mouth, like that's what he is with a suit. Um, he he's ridiculous. He just I was trying to be super careful, dude. He he's he's the most ridiculous <laughs> character that could ever be written into like a comic book universe. And he's Scaramucci. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna trap yeah, Scaramucci. No. Nobody <laughs> that could. Guy, that guy's a gem. So that that's the the and then it says Trey Gowdy. Um, Republican from North Carolina, pressed Page on why he even went to Russia at the time. Um, Page told the committee, I'm trying to live my life. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the if the committee, the intelligence committee, is going to say, "Okay, Carter Page, you do you." That sounds good to me. So, <laughs> do you want to break down that one? Or you want right. to go to the next one? Because oh, that was. So from that, I mean, it looks like he went to give a speech. Doesn't really say what the speech was about, which I wish it would have said something. Uh, but clearly there was a handful of people there. Obviously, Lewandowski, I think in July, was the campaign manager. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And then co-chair Sam Clovis. So, yeah, there were some people who obviously knew that he was going there. Jeff Sessions. Uh, pa- yeah, Jeff Sessions. Page appears to contradict Sessions' previous testimony about the campaign's contacts with Russians. That's the part I don't like, but we'll get into that later. On October 18th, Sessions testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee that he was not aware of anyone in Trump's campaign that had communications with the Russians. Again, it's not exactly what he said. He said with the Russian government. Well, yeah, but... we'll pretend like they actually did did their journalistic duties. Who did Carter Page meet with? What? They said he he met with the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, The Russian Deputy Prime Minister. Sounds like a part of the government. Yeah, absolutely, but I'm saying the way that they worded this right here, where it says that he didn't have any communications with the Russians, that's not what he testified for. He said that he said the Russian government. So they're broadening it, and they don't have to. They have him on Russian right. government. That's, that's what they should report <laughs> what? on. Why are you playing so, like, why are that's, you splitting hairs there? It's the same thing. Because it's it, because to me it's irritating that they keep trying to paint every Russian as bad. If you want to say the Russian government, that's fine, but they keep just saying the Russians. And then we end up lumping in other people like with, uh, Trump uh, Jr. No, because the same thing happened with all the Democratic candidates who met with just Russians. They didn't. They met with Russian bankers. They met with Russian, you know, citizens. The or like when they talked about the Facebook thing and the hackers, it was just Russian citizens. It wasn't the ru- actual Russian. But they just say Russians, and so it makes it all sound like it's lumped together. And Putin's just chilling out in some boardroom, okay, telling everyone if, what to but do. For in, th- in this case, yes, it he looks like he met with a Russian official, and that's against what Sessions said. I'm more taking offense with the way that they worded it in this, uh, in just regular media reporting. Okay, well, <laughs> so he said, yeah, because that's, that's annoying to me. But he said, I did not, and I'm not aware of anyone else that did, and I don't believe it happened, Sessions said then, in response to questions from Al Franken, uh, Democrat from Minnesota. Page, re- page, re- what? Oh, Page relayed uh, Russia's support for Trump to the campaign. When pressed by Representative Adam Sheriff of California, the committee's uh, senior Democrat, Page said he sent a memo to the Trump campaign after the trip stating that Darko Rokovich expressed strong support for Mr. Trump and a desire to work together towards uh, devising better solutions in response to the vast range of current international problems. Okay. Sam Clovis asked Page to sign a uh, non-disclosure agreement in March 2016 during the campaign. Committee members were concerned whether that agreement altered Page's testimony. I'm just curious that anything I might say might create more damage to people who have have already been damaged, Page said, being super, super careful. (laughs) I added that last part. Oh, I wish you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Page initially said that he didn't want to answer questions about it because he did not have a copy of it until the committee told him he had to answer. Congress trumps the DNA, the non-discretionary agreement, all that, non-disclosure agreement, said Eric Schwalwell, 
from California. Five, a committee member asked if Page invoking the Fifth uh, Amendment was his way of protecting himself from incrimination. Uh. Representative Adam Sheriff, uh, the top Democrat on the committee, asked Page if he thought that he could selectively invoke the Fifth Amendment to avoid giving uh, the committee incriminating documents, but selectively comply with the subpoena. Congressman Sheriff, uh, I want to help this committee in every way that I can. I just want to do that in a way that does not put me at jeopardy, both judicially, uh, in the judicial system, as we've seen with Mr. Papadopoulos, but also with the extrajudiciary punishment that I have been submitted to. After the interaction with Mr. Comey in March 20th, 2017, I did receive significant personal domestic terrorism threats to myself, <laughs> Page said. George Papadopoulos uh, a former campaign policy advisor to Trump. I don't know if that's funny to campaign. me or if I just don't care. Every that happens to everybody. Like fucking Taylor Swift puts out on a new CD, and someone's saying they want to kill her for it. Like that <laughs> right. that happens, you know. Um, was Papadopoulos was arrested in July, making false statements to FBI agents. So that's basically what he was saying. Um, okay, so that was their their five main points. That fifth one was kind of stupid. Like, obviously, whenever you invoke the fifth, it's so that you don't incriminate right. yourself. We've seen we've seen multiple people, like Hillary Clinton, invoking it 33 times whenever asking about her emails. Right. So, obviously, or that's everybody what that's that works for. on the Trump campaign. Right. Everyone who works on every right. campaign. <laughs> like, when they get pulled up, they suddenly plead the fifth, unless they absolutely, you know, are honest, they not think it's going to help people. them out. Um, Oh, where where are those guys right, at? I haven't seen any of them so make an they, appearance. They all plead the fucking fit. <laughs> um, so, right. so in other words, it uh, we know one thing for a fact is that they lied. At least Sessions lied, um, and now has and now yeah. is has perjured himself. Yeah, I I don't know what the repercussions are. I mean, it's clear that he lied because that was a government official. That was a now. The, again, it is like you said. It, it comes to where you lie about something, and it makes it look way more nefarious than it it might actually right. be. Because it didn't sound like anything. That sounds like regular politician international talk. Hey, well, we should wait talk a minute. No, no, no. First of all, he's not a politician. Secondly, it's illegal to have to. Um, and and we know that from the last segment about the DNC that like you don't reach out to foreign governments and this is different. No, that's what they said. It wasn't illegal. What the illegal. DNC did was they went to a guy who used to work for the government who was a private citizen. What the what this is? But then he went to the Russian right. government and they gave DNC money to the right. Russian so it's government exactly they... the same as sending Carter Page to meet with a Russian official now evidential. And yeah. and for Jeff Sessions them, to know about it and lie about it, now evidential. So now you're starting to yeah. get bits of evidence. Right. Well, again, it's, evidence is a strong word. It's the lying that's the problem. It's the lying. It it's like the anything. fact that Paul Manafort got got arrested and had, um, yeah, for something that had nothing to do with the Russian it, investigation. It had to do with money laundering from 2006. It's a problem that. The that there are four more indictments in this investigation. There's a lot of problems here, and like I've said before, we'll see where they better goes. hope that they're not lying because if they're lying, they're gonna yeah. get caught. Um, so it depends on yeah, and it depends on what they get caught lying about, and if it's 
illegal. I'm assuming it is, but apparently nothing's fucking illegal. Because, <laughs> because lawyers <laughs> fucking exist. Nobody and keeps, like, yeah, yeah. People keep not getting in trouble. I would assume that, that Jeff Sessions saying, I nor anyone else met with Russian government officials. That's a lie. We know that's a lie. Now, it's a lie if Shit, Hillary this might actually be a if, bad thing. This might be a bad thing if you think about it. If not for you, but for me, because I don't want Jeff Sessions gone yet. I don't want Jeff Sessions gone. I see. I I do well, want Jeff course. Sessions gone. So be- this is my my dream scenario: is Sessions gone, Flynn getting in trouble, and Manafort right, getting but in trouble. Like, here's the problem with happy. that: if Sessions is gone, I cannot trust that this investigation doesn't get fucked with by by the Department of Justice. So because then Trump appoints somebody else and. That person hasn't recused themselves. So, just look at everything, all the revelations that have come out. I mean, out this could be an excuse. This Comey. could be an excuse for Trump to fire Sessions. Um, if if you, I don't know about excuse. I mean, it looks like he put everyone in jeopardy. It's again, I mean, he it's could say you you, you lied to over. Congress, and I can't have that. In, in yeah, you know that's that's a. Yeah, again, that's something that people get fired over. So, like, I wouldn't say it's just like, ha ha. He's. I mean, he fired speak, Comey like, for no. more bullshit reasons than that. So, yeah, it would make sense if he wanted to fire Sessions. Uh, you, we know they don't meet, see eye to eye on everything to begin right. with, or you know. So it, it would make sense to me if if that was. The yeah, way I really hope that down. doesn't happen. So. Yeah, again, there's a lot of people you can put on the stand here. Like they said, they found out that the DNC was meeting with the same. Russian that uh, Donald Trump Jr. was meeting with before and after he met with her. So you put John Podesta on the stand and he makes the same statement that Sessions said he would be lying. The problem is, is that they put Jeff Sessions on the stand. So now if he's the one who's found lying, what happens? I mean, it's clear that he was right, lying. But what are you saying? I, like, I get that everyone. Pro- here's the problem. That, like, you can't say because one person isn't on the stand. Like people lie. People are bad. And you punish the yeah. ones that you can prove that and well we can prove it for everyone it's just one's actually on the stand one person's been called up like everyone else has been doing right and i thing. agree with you like, that's we, we talked about that at you still that about, doesn't mean yeah. you let the guy on the stand go no you don't that's why i'm saying like it are they not prosecuting him because they realize that you know that kind of opens the door for more prosecutions, all you have to do is say, we'll bring these guys up and, and have them do it. But then at the same time, if nothing nefarious happened, all they would have to say, all Jeff Sessions had to say was, yes, he did go give a speech, no big fucking deal. Right. Boom. You know, I know it wasn't politically the right thing to do at the time because everyone was going through red hysteria, but at the same time, like, you made it worse by lying about it. It doesn't look like anything was bad, according from what he's saying. Now, of course, he's pleading the fifth on something right but you're talking about yeah but here's the problem i have with that idea of it doesn't look bad because of how he's telling me like he's a proven liar yeah they have lied about this for a year so you know that i can't trust what he's telling me because he has only lied to me every time he's been asked about this so and can you trust what the other side's been saying too? Because they've been no, lying I, but I also. trust when I see, when I have evidence, when I have somebody saying like, "Yes, I was there. Yes, I met with Russian officials. Yes, I emailed the campaign right. back." When I have evidence, when I see <laughs> what happens with Paul Manafort, when I see what happens with Michael Flynn, then I can make my own decision and say, 
Yeah, it looks like some shitty shit. Right, well, you keep bringing up Paul Manafort, and Paul Manafort got in trouble for money laundering, so it's it's of no consequence to the Russian investigation. Yeah, but he was still money like, laundering in 2016 while he was running the campaign. So you... so. Y- uh, that's not what I saw reported. It was 2014. I don't it believe so. I'll have to... Uh, I thought it was too. Well, we'll double check on that because I thought it was 2006 to 2000. Because I thought that was a. I don't. I could have swore that I read an article that made it like, look, this is the was problem it? here. Is like he's. Was it BuzzFeed? So I. I don't know. No, it was a Bernie no, Sanders. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um. Because like they're putting out a lot of misinformation. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So other than that, they're the only really. And Flynn, the same way. It looked like he was. He was. Because remember, whenever this whole thing was going on with Flynn, it looked like he was trying to leverage his position um, to the Russians to try to sell his influence, which is exactly what they accused the Clinton Foundation Mm -hmm. of doing and the Clintons themselves, which I think they probably did also. I also think that that Flynn did it. I mean, everyone knows that you... When you have power, you can use it to right. influence. But you can't. It's easy to do that. You cannot work with a foreign government to to do like that breaks campaign laws. Like you can't do it. We know that. The DN- and the DNC did. Yeah, that's fine. So hold them all accountable. Like you're never that. That is never going to be. They got off of it. Apparently, it's not illegal. <laughs> what? Apparently, it's not illegal. Uh, you know, we all know it is, though. We know that they're going to fucking find some way. I, uh, I think there's technicalities. The way that it was described to me when it came to the DNC thing was that because they didn't, they, because they didn't give money to their campaign, because it was the American campaign giving money to Russians to dig up dirt, it was okay. So or it's basically like a super like, PAC, right? Like, I can't. I can't kind be of. attached to it. I can't raise money, but these guys who don't really know me that well can for me. Um, <laughs> so, so again, that, that's why it sounds. So it sounds same thing with the Russians. If they just say, "Hey, you know, that's fine," but we'll talk whenever you get elected. You know, maybe something happens. Maybe, but elected. that's a huge hypothetical too. Like, and it's a very unrealistic one, in my opinion. Like, you're you're being. I thought that's what you've been arguing the whole time. What? They, I think that's very naive to think that this whole thing is just like, hey, let's let's just talk later. Like, no, I think that – I think a lot of th- – I don't know. We'll see. I, I honestly don't know, and I'm at a point now where, like, I've thought things before, and at one point I thought Scaramucci did some shit he didn't do, and then CNN was like, oh, wait, we lied. Um, So, you know, I – How novel. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, but other than that, the, the Here's really what I think I still think the I think the Russian thing is still bullshit. I think that both sides were playing dirty and tried to get as dirty as they could. I think that anytime anyone who's going to get taken down is going to be taken down on a technicality, something stupid like what Sessions did, where he gave a blatant lie. You should get in trouble for lying. Um, that that should happen. I'm so I'm for that. I think it's a little one sided and it's a bit rich. That you know, don't Milo, saying, oh, don't Milo, evil with your rich that's a- <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> he's not the only one that can say that word. No, but, but he's the only yeah, one that it, does. I've watched tons of British comedy, and they all nah. use that word. It's a very British thing to, to do. It's not just Milo. He's not the only Britishman out there. But he regardless, is the only British person I think out that, there. <laughs> regardless, I think that it's a little bit uh, ironic <laughs> that you know only one side would be getting in trouble. 
uh, for doing the same for doing the yeah. same thing. And so like we'll I where, said, where, like we'll I said from week one, investigate yeah, them all, you know they and won't. fuck them all. We all know um, they won't. Yeah, that that's fine, and that's uh, that's a disservice and an injustice. But like, I'm not gonna say um, that whether or not I'm not gonna tell you that if Hillary Clinton and the DNC go down and Trump doesn't, I'm not going to bitch about the DNC and Hillary Clinton <laughs> going down. That That's not what I'm going to do. So I'm going to bitch that it was unfair. I'm going to bitch that they, that Trump didn't get held accountable, but uh, you know, I'm not going to bitch about somebody being held accountable for being a shitty corrupt person. So I'm, so I'm not going to do it on the flip side either. If Trump is, if something nefarious happened between the Trump campaign and the Russian government and they're held accountable and the DNC is not held accountable for doing the same thing, I will be upset that the DNC was not right. held accountable, but I will not be upset that the Trump campaign right. was. So, oh, oh, that's fine. I, I'd um, like to see repercussions for everyone. Like I said. I Take think, out the little guys, so but they too. try to impeach so, Trump over a stupid technicality and every, and then try to just sweep everything else under the rug. You can bet your ass I'm screaming corruption as loud as I can. And that's, that's fine. But you know, I, but again, I'm, it's corrupt on all sides. So you're right. That, that would be <laughs> stupid and unfortunate, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I am not going to be upset that one one guy got held accountable. So it's kind of um, eh, again anyway. we disagree on that. It, it's kind of like the whole uh, when the stock market cra- or not the stock market, but the whole housing market bubble crashed, and then one like, guy gets in trouble. The, the, it's like no fuck that guy, and everyone else gets off. Like no, that right. was some bullshit. Yeah, no, it's it's bullshit. But life <laughs> is bullshit. Life is not fair. So you know it it is what it is. That's a deflection. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm sure that we'll. I, <laughs> I'm sure that we'll we'll talk about this in the future. Right. But moving forward to hashtag Hillary Clinton, <laughs> um, to a local story, um, which I would like, like I said last week or <laughs> last week, pretending like these episodes are on time. Um, St. Louis. Awesome story out of St. Louis. As we if do. You, if, you rem- if you remember from the last episode, I said I wanted to do feel-good stories about St. Louis to show, to show that we're not so ridiculous. So here's the opposite of that. Um, in St. Louis earlier this week, <laughs> a, an undercover cop is pulled over at a gr- or is stopped at a green light, sitting at a green light. Guy behind him honks the horn like you would do if a car was stopped at a green light and the cop like gets out freaking out about like um i'm an undercover cop and you don't honk at me (laughs) like what what is happening right now there's apparently there's videotape and like the guy the cop asked for this dude's license he was like for what honking at you for being stopped at a green light um and then the, the the officer threatened to uh threaten to have the car impounded and quote lock him up if he didn't give him his license or whatever and he was issued a ticket 
I don't know how he pulled a ticket out of his ass because I don't know what law he broke by honking at Public a car. disturbance. Resisting um, arrest. But I feared for my life. <laughs> I don't I also don't know how the police department handled the officer um like but I do know that the city has already in the like before the, the story even hit 24 hours old um has come out and said yeah we're not we're not enforcing that ticket like we're no that's gone that's wiped <laughs> well, I'm surprised um, they even did that but well, yeah, but what the hell dude like that's ridiculous a little bit. Come on, dude. I'm 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 going on a weekly podcast here. I'm talking about how I want to make St. Louis now look like the shitty stories that we see in the news. And then I have cops jumping out of cars and and <laughs> flipping out because and we just voted to give lights. them more money. That's yeah. an Oklahoma moment. And it, you know, that's that's St. Louis. That's St. Louis's <laughs> Oklahoma moment right there. That's the way so, it keeps, it's gonna keep going on, um, too. I mean they always they can do what they want, really. All they have to do is come up and say, hey. Anyway, you, on another St. Louis note, you brought it up at the beginning of the segment, but they did pass the, what was it, a half-cent tax? Yeah, I think um, there's something like that for the local firefighters election. and for police officers, which I feel like that's how they get it because I vote. Right. I usually vote to increase firefighters' pay, uh, and I usually vote to not to increase police officers pay whenever they're separate which is the only way that i've ever seen it presented uh so i don't know if they did it together or if it was you know on two separate things like hey here's a two point you know a half cent tax increase for one a two cent tax increase for the other or how it worked out but it passed by a wide margin i'm just on the outskirts of st yeah, louis it did. so i am not technically in st louis county so that's probably why they didn't send me my voter card or told me to go vote but yeah yeah that was i was surprised and like personally disappointed but i don't my thing is that this was for all those people that we stood on the street with that were out there protesting the jason stockley verdict and all of that and like i don't have a problem with that i like i think we've made that known or I have uh, my feelings on that several times on the show. I, I do think that this was an opportunity to organize those people that live within the limits of that voting um, and to have made their voices heard that way. If you want to, if you want to take, because their whole, the whole protest, the whole idea of the protest after the Stackley verdict was hurt them um, economically. We're going to take yep. an economic toll. 15%. Right. Well, 15 if you want to hurt them, uh, turnout. Well, you, yeah. Like, and I don't know. It just, that bothers me that that was your, that was an opportunity. Told you, man. Batting nine five. Actually. <laughs> Uh, bat nine What's five that? here. I told it it's gonna go on for a month. They're gonna do their protests, and then nothing's gonna change. Whenever it comes down to the vote, they're not gonna come out and vote, and it's just gonna keep on going. And yep, yeah, that's unfortunate. And I don't live in St. Louis. I would have, I would have obviously gone out and right. voted. I don't live within the within the city or county limits. So, but it, um, but yeah, I was, I was a little bit bummed when I saw that. So, and that's not for me saying anything about how I feel about whether, how much police should be paid. I'm not commenting on that. I'm just looking at it from the other perspective of 
you know, if you want to make your voice heard, actually right. make your voice heard. So anyway, so that's that's St. Louis for this week. Um, now I think we'll finish up with this goofy ass story, this awesome one. So Myla Kunis was on Conan O'Brien, I guess, earlier this week. Um, and she had, I guess, revealed in the in an in interview in her interview that she um for like a year or so has been donate has been making a monthly donation to planned parenthood in mike pence's <laughs> name which is amazing and so for people who don't know um mike pence when he was the governor of indiana and um i think he was a congressman too right mm, i don't in really the know the history here on on mike pence I know I know he's held a couple of political positions but anyway it, for his entire political career he's been very very anti-abortion and very like Christian right the evangelical guy um is not a fan and has actively tried to to do to pass legislation or support legislation that hurts planned parenthood and organizations like that so Myla Kunis said that on Conan that like I don't I just don't agree with his stance on it. Um I don't know how that personally I don't know how Mike Pence personally affects her. That would be interesting to me. I think me. I saw him um, comment on it. He other, was just like unless it's <laughs> You're right. But she it's funny. but I guess I don't uh, even, I don't even care. She was like like no, I think it's, but it was funny too because then here, here we go again with it because there are snowflakes on the left and the right, and so now you have this whole movement that's like, uh, I guess she does. She's the um, poster gal for yep. Jim Beam. She's on those commercials or whatever. And now they're boycott hashtag boycott. No, Jim you Beam. won't. Like, no one's up, gonna do dude. it. Everyone Laugh. likes getting drunk. You're not gonna. F- the only person in in. Uh, celebrity dumb see i can make up words every week um, shakespeare did it why can't i that that has consequences for political humor is kathy griffin i'm pretty sure that's the rule <laughs> like everybody else how many snoop dogg just put like donald trump dead on the cover of the of his next album and like people are like yeah i think it's also played it's, out it was, too. It's been played out so, since before the but, election took place and it's just like perpetuated up till now <laughs> but, irritatingly but this one to me this one to me is harmless this one to me is funny i think it's goofy that people are actually mad about and again i don't think they are actually mad about it i think those are the people that we talked about earlier in in the in the segment um the people that just are looking for a fight on the internet right. because shut up like who cares she did a donation to an organization you don't like in a guy's name that you think you like and have only really known for like <laughs> 10 months um so you know what whatever yeah. that's harmless to me um and it, and it made me laugh when <laughs> i heard it so cool thanks you meg um on that note, I think that pretty much wraps up the week. So, as I stated earlier at the beginning of the show, obviously things have been hectic lately, and um, with obviously the move that we just finished. So, we'll be dropping 
a couple episodes here in rapid fashion and which you won't hear until they rash rapidly drop so you know none of this matters what i'm saying right now but anyway um again we're going to try to get some video back up in the future um i do i am gonna post a facebook live later on this week and uh kind of go into some some more detail about that episodes are available on itunes and google play weekly um the comment or the the topics the links to the topics discussed <laughs> discussed are in the comment section i dude you know how you're always popping tops well i twisted a bottle cap <laughs> this time and I, i'm like stumbling over what i'm reading here f it let's just end the show right with that here it is your alternative fact of the week thanks and all of my testimony i can only do my best to answer your questions as i understand them and to the best of my memory but I will not accept and reject accusations that I have ever lied.